0: Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras. I'm here in Ventura, California. I have lured my mother out here from the cold wasteland of Chicago to spend some time with her grandkids. So we're here together today with Denise Harlow talking about spiritual integrity. Uh, Mom, why spiritual integrity? Well, it is really fun being in the same room for once when
1: we record. I like that. Um, so why spiritual integrity? This is an interesting thing to um, bring up. And, and some of you really may have never even thought about it much. But as leaners, we are called to have in spiritual integrity in our lives. and And honestly, I think first you have to kind of figure out what is integrity before you can figure out why you have it. I mean integrity, is honesty, truthfulness, honor, uprightness, basically practicing what you believe and what you preach. Um and so that's that's really
0: what it is. I think uh, something that has struck me is that you and dad have gone through you know, 26, almost 27 years of ministry together, and you've seen how uh, people can, can fall away from the main mission of knowing and loving Jesus. And so having that spiritual integrity yourself, walking with Jesus the way that you're telling other people to walk has been so important as you've seen other people struggle with this. Um, you all have really, really stuck to to um, the right disciplines and practices and having the right people around you to make sure that you are always practicing what you preach.
1: Well, and please, 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 if you're listening, I really pray that this doesn't come across as, oh, I've got my act all together and I'm just a spiritual giant, so you all need to listen to me. I mean, I really want to come Uh, come to you in a place of humility and love because once somebody thinks they have it all together and have all the answers and they are so spiritual I mean then they absolutely do not because they are being prideful and the opposite of being humble and not being like Jesus whatsoever so we have to really watch out for that you're supposed to go um humbleness and love when you go talk to somebody about any of this so so so
0: yeah um I think it's been a real really important thing well I know it's been a really important thing for me as a as a leader in a church now um to have been able to see what balancing that looks like in your own spiritual life growing up so because I lived with you and dad and got to see you all struggle with it and um really strive to make that Work and to make Jesus a priority in your own hearts, not just your your jobs. I know that you have to fight for that. So, um, tell me a little bit about who you saw. Who were your examples of living life with spiritual integrity as you grew up, or as you um grew in leadership uh, and and responsibility in your own life?
1: Well, I have been so blessed by a dad and uncles and a family that were evangelists. And that if you don't know what that means, that means they traveled all over doing revivals and, and preaching all over the country and they made Christian television specials, but they really um, strove to be authentic and be loving and be real Christians. I mean, I was so blessed to see these three uncles and my dad really, really live with integrity. They're now 83 to 90 years old, which I can't believe. Um, But they, they had financial integrity. They had moral integrity. They were humble. They did volunteer audits. So to make sure their financial end was never in question. They were never alone with women Even with food, which some of us kind of blow off as being sinful, they wouldn't even have seconds at all those potluck dinners that are all over the country because they didn't want to be gluttonous and they kind of held each other accountable. Um, So I was just so blessed to have these men, the Vernon brothers, be examples to me. And there's a couple of scriptures that are fantastic that actually give us, the why, and was the reason they lived it, spiritual integrity. Um, Luke twelve forty eight is one of those scriptures. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So leaders, if you've been entrusted with leadership, more is going to be asked of you from God. And then in Titus 2, it says, In everything, set an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. That is really some serious scripture for us leaders.
0: I love that. I love that the scripture is so clear about leadership being so important. Um, mm-hmm. I, what I love about your example growing up, especially with my papa, uh, your dad was that they, they did it together. So, you know, he had his brothers. So even when they were traveling and in Hollywood doing filming and whatever the heck they were doing, they were, Honest with each other. They knew each other really well. They did it together. And they were also really humble and they didn't overly trust themselves to be awesome. So they weren't stupid. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. think, oh, I, you know, it's n- nothing's ever going to happen with, you know, a woman. So I mean, I'm obviously super trustworthy. It's not a big deal if I'm alone with someone for a while. Like they just decided to never be. They decided to not let the temptation be there at all so um, I I love that that it wasn't about like how strong can you be it was about let's just assume we're all stupid and hold each other accountable in the ways that we really need well and it's being wise in your living
1: okay I'm gonna have these principles or guidelines in my life so that um, I can live with spiritual integrity Um, Wow I and for all those years they had such an influence it's pretty cool think about how they stuck with those those principles in their life.
0: So um what I know that there's more in the Bible about this that, you know, you have looked into in in your years of ministry, what Jesus has to say about all this. Well I always
1: like to stop and think, okay, how would Jesus think about this? What was going on? And his times, how did he deal with this kind of thing? And, oh, boy, was he pretty clear about this. I mean, if we think about what the opposite of integrity or spiritual integrity is, it is, right. well, yes. what?
0: Hypocrisy, it's yeah, <laughs> two-faced, what, whatever you'd like to call it. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And so Jesus, he confronted the Pharisees over and over again I mean they ended up crucifying him because they were so mad at him but he confronted them so much about their lack of spiritual integrity in their hearts um, he he <laughs> he calls them blind guides he he calls them oh uh, he talks about how they're try to be clean on the outside but the clean the inside of them needs to be clean as well and he even called them the insides full of bones of the dead and everything unclean and he said on the outside you appear to people as righteous but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness um i just don't want to be
0: one of those people Yeah. Jesus is fired up about this. Like, if you look at he—he's talking to the Pharisees, but he's talking to leaders who, you know, made it all about how they look rather than what their relationship was. And he—Jesus is like, dang—he is straightforward and honest, and—and um, and he's mad. And if Jesus is mad, that's something to pay attention to. Absolutely. Oh my goodness,
1: that is some serious stuff. I mean, he says, woe to the person if they cause somebody to stumble, um, you know, because of their hypocrisy in their life. So uh, the thing I want to do is, is really have us as leaders, women leaders or whatever all over the country or world, ask ourselves, okay, we, we honestly don't want to be hypocrites. Nobody nobody wants to. We love Jesus. So what do we do? Well, we need to make sure we're guarding our hearts, um, make sure we're staying connected to God and that the the things that we're doing are demonstrating our hearts and love, that we're not doing something just to try to appear righteous. That, that's That can be tough when you've been in ministry for so many years that... Mm you kind of uh, start doing something because that's how you do it or that's how you were said that's how your church is going to grow or whatever Um, or you just want to look religious or spiritual, whatever. But that's scary.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right. I think that when we start to, as leaders and uh, leaders in the church even, when we start to get off track, we're not doing it intentionally. It's, you know, a tough season, so we don't have as much time to meet with God, or, you know, we we have, it's little lifestyle choices that really kind of get us off track, or we don't have the right people in our life right now, and we stop looking for them, or, you know, it's little things that start happening where it's like, well, I can just fake it till I make it, but there's a lot of danger in that. As 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 people who are who are supposed to be showing other people how to love Jesus, um, we can get off track little by little and find ourselves way where we do not want to be. So, so how do we make sure that we? How do we guard our hearts? How do we make sure that we live with integrity um, in this way? How do we stay close to Jesus in the middle of uh, you know stressful jobs that require you know a lot of thinking about God, but maybe not connecting with God? Mm.
1: And, and that is a true statement because that happens, that happens way more often than people want to admit. Um, so these are some things that either I've tried or I've had someone else talk about. And I think they would be very helpful. And I love how Lauren said how we sometimes just have gotten to where it started and we just let it go and let it go with our hearts. If you've got that going on, stop right now, think, okay, where have I let my heart slide and, and grab a hold and start doing some things. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things I would encourage people to do, especially if you have a public ministry, you might be a singer leading in worship. You might be a teacher or even preaching God's word. Make sure you're also serving God in ways that nobody else can see, that are not visible, that you make sure you're doing something because you just love God and you want to serve him and there's nobody to give you the accolades to say hey great job or wow you're doing great with your church or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one good thing.
0: That's to- a great idea. I mean, seriously a lot of a lot of our positions if you're in leadership, your position is super visible. So, so what are you doing that you, that isn't seen by other people? That's a great question. Well, what
1: I mean, let's talk about that. Well, what do I mean? Um, maybe it's take a meal to a neighbor who doesn't go to your church or maybe doesn't know God at all. I don't know. Um, or a teacher or somebody at the school, um, give anonymously to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's several, several things like that you could do. It'd be very, very good for you that aren't, visible to the whole church. I, it's funny, it's a tricky thing when you're married to the preacher or you're in the preacher's family, because if you do something like that, Tim sometimes would want to tell the whole church not to brag, but to give them inspiration. (laughs) So then it would be like, uh, I don't want you to tell them because then that's defeating why I'm trying to do this in my own life. you know it it but it was true. it was like you really just wanted to inspire them.
0: oh well, and if you think about it, that's similar like social media is a source oh. of pride for all of us, and I think that you know what can- what can you do things without posting? Can you do things mm. without putting a picture on instagram or you know, uh, hashtag blessed. Like, re- essentially, you're <laughs> you're bragging, but you want to say it in a different way. Like, can you can you get uh, away with doing things so that the ho- whole world doesn't see you? Yeah. Oh, great
1: point. Great point. So lots to think about there. Sorry to make fun of your hashtag if you like to use that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. So what else? Well, one thing that I have found really, really helps me. And I know there's all different types of personalities and all that kind of stuff, but a good quiet time with me and my Bible and God is so important. It just really keeps me connected. And I use my Bible as to spin off and my prayer things that I see there. But here's the deal. We can get so wrapped up in it, checking off our list quiet time up oh, did that today you know or it becomes legalistic for us that we we totally can get to where we missed the point of it I I know that I can so it's I like it in my calendar I like it that it it becomes a priority to me but I have to really make sure the reason it's a priority
0: me for myself is good um, I, I think a lot of people probably like myself struggle with the opposite, not necessarily making it uh, too much of just a part of your day that needs to get done, but rather not being devoted to making it happen. And I think just like anything else, it it is a habit. So what you said about putting it in your to do list, do it if that's what you need to do, you know, and um, how to make that time happen. I mean, Forming a new habit, any, just like anything, just like exercising is, you know, get some accountability to, to -hmm. make sure other people are asking Mm -hmm. you, are they going to, are they going to know and, you know, people you trust, but, um you know, make it a, make it a great time, make it a rewarding experience for yourself. So maybe that's when you get to sit down and drink your cup of coffee, but you know, it's okay to be, to be really serious about making it a habit just like you would anything else in your life. Um, you know, exercise or eating well or, you know, whatever else you're trying to stick to, do what you need to do to make it a part of your life. Yeah. And honestly, when
1: it was shortly after Bible college, for me, I believe, um, maybe college altogether. But I realized, wow, I, I really wasn't doing very great with having a quiet time and, and keeping my heart growing closer to God. So I actually had got in a, a non-denominational Bible study that was nationwide to help myself have accountability because they were pretty strict about having your answers done and stuff. And and maybe that's not a good thing for you out there, but it was something good for me that got me in a habit that had accountability. Or maybe it's at your own church. You have a small group Bible study. One thing that really helps me is I just get um, now with my study to help me along is I just get up. Beth Moore or Priscilla Schreier or whoever's workbook and work through it myself. And I don't. It might be just two questions one day, but I've thought about them. I prayed about them and checked them with my heart. And uh, nobody says you have to just have you in your Bible. There's people have done this research about the. The culture and all this. Why not let them help you with your Bible study? So whatever helps you in this area would be good.
0: I have to share something funny. A friend of mine said, how do I get my six-year-old to do things? I have a sticker chart. And she literally made a sticker chart for her quiet time. And at the end of the year this year... (laughs) She got to look back and see all of these stickers and she gave herself real, real rewards. I think that is awesome. That's hey, great. mom's out there, make yourself a sticker chart. Let your kids <laughs> see it. They will be on you if you don't do your sticker oh, chart.
1: That's Just a great.
0: F- really funny suggestion. If if you're having trouble with that, like let's do our sticker charts, ladies. Oh, that that's really fun.
1: That's a great idea. Whatever helps us, right? So mm-hmm. um along that lines, have account, have an accountability partner or friend that you give permission to ask you how you're doing with it or ask you hard questions. How's your heart? How's your soul? Why are you doing ministry? Um, whatever. Um, Tim has three preacher accountability partners that they do ministry together all over the country, and they check in with each other, I think, once a week via FaceTime or Skype, and then they have a couple trips together. I have a couple of gals that I get with one-on-one and meet with them and pray with them, and then I have prayer warriors, a group of women and men who pray for me, and I send monthly requests to, to help battle spiritual warfare.
0: So what do you say to, uh, the leader who is in a small church and maybe doesn't have a ton of spiritually mature people around them, or, um, maybe it's just in a position that feels pretty lonely. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're at the top, you're, you're handling a lot of, you're handling a lot of uh, confidential information. You're being someone else's pastoral ear, but for those people who haven't been able to find that for themselves, um, how would you encourage them? What would you say to them? Well, I think one
1: great thing about the day and time we live in is that we have the internet. Our our prayer partners, our accountability partners, our friends do not have to be in the same town. They don't even have to be in the same state for crying out loud. It is amazing. And you can connect with other preachers' wives, other people in ministry doing the same things you are. Um you you just have to ask. Uh, You have to sometimes be the instigator. Leading and Loving It is a ministry for for women who are married to pastors or preachers or ministers and for women who are on staff. So they have formed different accountability groups that are via FaceTime or via Skype and they meet online, you know, regularly. Mm -hmm. So you could even look into that. So... It's a great question because a lot of people are doing ministry alone and are really lonely. So one other thing I would also recommend to help guard your heart and keep your heart really connected to God, and it's going to sound funny because it doesn't sound very spiritual, but I feel like it's really important, is having time off. Time off of serving, time away from your ministry, your weekly day off is really important and your vacations are really important they do something for your heart give you refreshment because otherwise somehow you can really get bitter and you can get just a hard heart because you haven't had the rejuvenation and the renewal your heart needs and doing something fun now and then
0: right and really like it's 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 just not great leadership to, to not let other people eat. <laughs> so um if True. if that motivates you then be a better leader <laughs> i'm just kidding but um but really taking time away we were we were created to need rest and we also were created to be loved for who we are as we are right now, and if your love for God, you're feeling like that's contingent on you doing more and more, then time off would be a great thing for you. It would be a great thing to get to evaluate. Am I putting my worth in what I do? Do I feel like I get my worth from what I do? Um, Time off really... (laughs) It's really humbling because things run great without you. Mm-hmm. And when things run great without you, you can realize that God is going to move in spite of you and loves you no matter what. Uh even without all the doing. So, take a break. Yeah, that's so good. It's like you how you word it is kind
1: of leadership development, really, by being away sometimes and apprenticing someone and 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 we might be being a control freak,
0: you know? And your kids need it. As a pastor's kid, it's mm. important to reestablish over and over again that your kids are more important than your ministry, and that speaks volumes to them to take some time away, um, even if it's if it's for them and not for you. And that's how you need to frame it off so that you actually take time off. Um, your kids need you to do that. <laughs> it's
1: it's so true. It's an investment in your your spiritual life but in your kids lives on how and how they view ministry because they can start resenting the church and resenting god if you don't give them the time that they need so that's a great point
0: so let's say that um this is uh you know hard hitting hard for someone who's really you know struggling we all we all struggle but who's you know gone farther than they wanted to go they've blown it they have crossed the line and um feel like they've disappointed the people around them and their family and their church what do you what do you have to say to that person who maybe lost sight of that spiritual integrity and and wants to come back well i think one of the
1: things we need
0: to remember is
1: that jesus came for you too. Jesus came for me and he came for you too. And sometimes we are so busy doing his work, we forget and we carry these heavy, heavy burdens. And Jesus just wants to hold us close and help pick us up and get us back on track. Um, 2 Corinthians seven ten says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. So if you have true repentance, and godly sorrow, I mean, that leads to salvation. And you can be refreshed and have no regret. So move on. And remember that Jesus died for you too.
0: That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and talking with us today. I know it's a, it's a heavy topic, but it's so important. And um, if you're going to make it in the long haul and your kids are going to see you fight the good fight, then then this stuff is the most important. It's some, Your soul is more important than um, you know the work that you do. And so we just are excited to encourage you with that today. Um, for more information and encouragement, you can check out DeniseHarlow.com or visit DeniseHarlow.com. And Instagram or Facebook. We hope you all have a wonderful, blessed, restful week where you get to look inside yourselves and not just lead everyone else. All right, we'll talk to you soon.